Hey everyone, welcome to the Mother of Monarch podcast. I'm Maxine McCallum, and together we are going on a journey of personal growth, motivation, mindfulness, and self-discovery. Embrace the spirit of resilience and the beauty of transformation as we dive into life, business, friendship, motherhood, and everything in between. Let's get started. Kendra Harrington knows how to have a good time. She's a badass mom and owner of Glow Martini Lounge. And like me, the last few years have been transformative and full of growth. I'm thrilled to chat with her about it all today. Welcome to the podcast, girlfriend. Thank you. (laughs) So you and I both have been married and are out in the world looking for, I don't know, what are we looking for? Just life, happiness fulfillment, all the things. You have a beautiful daughter, Kaya. I do. She's amazing. She really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, I want to learn more about, about your journey from leaving to where you are now. And you did own your business already when you left, mm-hmm. but it was really you mm-hmm. and not your husband, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell me about that. Um, <clears throat> so he was all I knew. Um, I, um, him and I started dating when we were 16 and he stayed the night one night and never went home. (laughs) And so we were together, um, like 21 years. And, um, I had always owned businesses with like my dad or my mom and, um, he was a professional MMA fighter, and so we really worked hard getting his um, career up and going, and he took it very, very far, and it was a really fun ride. Um, but it got to the point in our life that he wanted to do something with with me, and, you know, why, why can't I own something with you? And so with um, a lot of manifesting and thoughts and trials and tribulations, we came up with glow. And, um, in the meantime, it was something I was originally going to do with my mom. And cause we had coffee stands in Eastern Washington. So we were going to do a martini lounge mm-hmm. over in Yakima area. And <clears throat> when we sold our last two coffee stands, we just decided that our time over there was done. And so I still had that, you know, that itch to open another business and, and moved that to, for the location over here. So, um, I was in the real estate industry at that point. And my dad is a, um, he's part of like developing just places around Western Washington. And we were seeing a lot of growth happening in the Bonnie Lake area. And so I was like, dad, let's do it here. Um, anyway, so fast forward, I, um, went to my sister one day, um, she had come and look at the location to look at the location with me. And on the way back, I had just asked her if it was something, um, that her and her husband wanted to do with us and she agreed. So we get back to her house. We talked to her husband. Um, it was not a definite yes, but a yes. And Mm -hmm. when I get a partial yes, I run with it. So, um, Fast forward to, you know, almost five years later and um, February will be our five year anniversary and we've built this amazing place um, in Bonnie Lake and um, our whole mission was to bring the big city feel to small town settings. And so succeed in doing. Yes, we did. We did. Um, And we opened February 20th of 2019 and through some stuff that had happened um, 
not just what had happened in my marriage in the next four months, but lots of things that led up to my decision to leaving. Um, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And it got to the point where my head and my heart were like, oh my gosh, no way. You cannot leave this man. Like he's all, you know, that's, this is your life. You're married. You have a child. Um, but my soul was telling, telling me to run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was, um, Father's Day of 2019. Damn, girl. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, if I could take back the day, I would. But I, I physically and emotionally could not stay one more day. Yeah. So when I woke up that morning, um, we took him to breakfast. And we get back to the house. And I just knew. I went and packed myself a bag and my daughter a bag. And I sat it by the front door. And... Told my daughter to watch TV. I walked out back. We had a beautiful home. And um, my husband at the time was sitting on our back deck. And I walked out there and I said, I'm leaving. And he was like, of course you are. It's Father's Day. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you don't get it. Like, I'm leaving. Yeah. And I went back inside, told my daughter to bring her Father's Day present to um, Justin. And... Um, she did, and I grabbed my daughter's hand. I picked up the bag at the front door, walked out, shut the door, and I never looked back. That's amazing. It takes so much strength to do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, who could not want you back, right? Oh, and I'm sure you. he – well, I know he's tried, mm -hmm. but it takes so much strength, especially with a child, to walk away from – I want to say the word, like, security – because even if you're not emotionally safe or whatever in the relationship, there's a security about having sort of this figurehead of a husband behind you mm -hmm. and to just kind of walk out into the unknown. But you and I are very similar in that, like, I jump and make the plan on the way down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to land somewhere. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, because you have to, right? Mm -hmm. So you talked about manifestation. Is that something that you do a lot? Do you believe in the law of attraction? Absolutely. I believe, um, and me personally in my own life, I can now look back at so many different situations and I just go, I cannot believe that that thought or that idea I was able to bring to fruition, however it came about. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've done it all on my own because I haven't. I have had a village behind me on every crazy idea and business venture I've ever had that may or may not have worked out. Mm -hmm. And um, I have, between my mom and dad, I have the biggest support system anybody could ask for. Mm -hmm. And um, so... I, I definitely, um, I'm a really good manifester. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, really am. And I love how open you are about the support that your family gives you because ultimately I think a lot of people try to not talk about that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like, what you've done with that support, right, like, that's your your claim, right? Like you have made so much of it and anybody could be given support, but it's what you do with it that really like sets you apart from anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so proud of you. I Thank love you. Glow. I love you. I'm <laughs> such a huge believer in you. Thank you. And Thank I know you. that there's exciting things coming and there's lots of exciting so things cool. coming. Yes. Um, 
yeah, there's lots of growth happening. Um, you know, we're going to come to a city near you. <laughs> um, outside I wasn't the sure big city. if we're allowed to say that Oh, or of not. course. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. We have, um, yeah, uh, the investors that we have brought on, um, I get asked all the time, oh my gosh, are you looking for investors? Are you blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I smile and I nod and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but there was something different about this couple that came in and it was um, October of 2021 is the first time I ever met them. And um, I was actually their server and I... Which I love, by the way, that you are still in there. Yeah, and, yeah. Like people come there to see you. Oh, thank you. Um, I've, I, yeah, I've definitely kind of been... The way things have fallen into place, I've definitely been the one that's the face of the company, and which I love. I love people. I love building relationships. I love hearing about their stories and their kids and their parents and their animals and whatever might be going on in life. Um, there's not too many people that I feel like can be a part of people's lives where they literally are part of their children getting married and having kids or their parent passing away or another animal they're getting or whatever. And I, I get to be a part of that on a regular basis with yeah. so many people that genuinely have turned into very, very good friends of mine because of glow. And, um, so yeah, it's, I met these investors and I knew it from the second I met them. I knew in my soul, they were going to be who I um, moved forward with, with the growth of glow. And I mean, I remember leaving that shift and I called my dad and I'm like, dad, I found him because <laughs> my dad made it very clear. I am not putting another penny into this. I put the money in for you guys, you know, on, on this one, him, uh, him and his best friend, um, are the ones that financed this first location. And they made it very clear they were not going to do another one. Yeah. So we knew that we were going to need investors moving forward to grow because you just, you don't, you know, you just, you need investors to believe in your vision and your totally. goals. Well, and the best idea is to have, to do it, to build it with somebody else's money, absolutely. right? It just yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I called my dad and I'm like, dad, I found him. And he's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I found the investors. I said, they're just like you. They, you would never have any idea what they were about or what they had in life or what they, you know, anything, they're genuinely wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. And um, so over the next um, probably year and a half or so, they would pop in every once in a while and, are you guys ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And um, my partners, um, they weren't ready to expand at the time. And and so how everything fell into place with this, the second location is... Um, Again, it's just a divine, it's a, it's a divine thing. I put it out there, what I wanted, the square footage, everything. I mean, down to like the corner, right? Literally, like, literally down painted to the picture. I really did. And I was told by the, our broker at the time, he's like, Kendra, it's not available. Like you are not going to get in there in that area. It's just not going to happen. Everything's taken up. And so he would call me every once in a while with another location. I'm like, Chris. If it's not what I told you, don't call me. Like, yeah. I I don't want it. And about seven months ago, my sister and I were getting pedicures. And I don't know. I went to put my phone in my handbag. 
And so my a voice inside me was like, turn your phone on loud. And I remember even thinking to myself, like, Kendra, why are you going to put your phone on loud? Like, no one's going to call you. I put my phone on loud. I drop it in my purse. Before I even could sit up, my phone starts ringing. And it says Chris, the broker, on my phone. And I'm like, what does he want? <laughs> so I answer the phone. And he's like, are you sitting down? And I was like, well, technically, yes. I'm about to stand <laughs> up out of a pedicure chair. And he's like, I'm sitting here looking at an email that... A location where you want it, corner spot, right under 1,100 square feet bigger than your current location. The lease fell through that they were working on for almost a year, and they have specifically asked if Glow wanted to go in. And I was like, what? So... I go over, call my dad, talk to my sister. My dad was like, so does it make you nervous? My sister's like, I feel like I want to throw up. And I was like, no, it doesn't make me nervous at all. (laughs) And my dad's like, well, good. I'm glad one of you are nervous because if it's not scary, it's not growth. And it's not worth taking the chance. Um, So fast forward a couple weeks, my dad and I went and looked at the location. It's absolutely perfect. But I had not talked to the investors in about 10 months. They had just disappeared. I had no idea how to get a hold of them. Nothing. This was on a Wednesday. And I had to work that day. So I had to be back at Glow by 2 o'clock. So I get to Glow and our entire point of sale system is down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we had to close. So we put a sign on our door, put it on social media that we had to close. And a little bit later, I get a notification that someone had commented on Glow's post that we were closed. And it said, my daughter and I tried to stop by there for lunch today. Um, It said the POS was down. I really hope that it gets up and going soon. And it happened to be the wife of the investors. And again, I had not seen them since May of 2022. And I friend requested her. So wild. She accepted it. I messaged her and I was like, I cannot believe that you just (laughs) commented. This is what happened. My dad and I went and looked at this location. Anyways, she said, here's my husband's number. Give him a call. Talk to him that Friday. They were getting ready to leave on a six-week travel around the country RV trip. They came back. We met with them. And the rest is history. We're moving forward. And I love your willingness to wait for the right opportunity, though, too. Because I think a lot of people, when they're like, okay, like I'm ready to expand and get bigger and whatever. They just, you know, even if it's not exactly right, they'll kind of like make it fit or mm-hmm. they'll force it. And I love that you just were like, nope, like it, it will come. Mm-hmm. And it did. I was not always like that. Um, I have always been very much, I love instant gratification. And um, I would do anything to get there. And I have learned um, very much over the last couple years, a little bit of patience, but crazy story. There was this one person that I actually randomly met over Facebook on back in on New Year's Eve was or New Year's Day was the first time we've ever talked. And um, it was nothing, anything outside of like phone conversations and FaceTimes and stuff, but What I have gained from that relationship with this person was patience. And it it's literally changed my life that it's it's okay to wait. It's okay to trust in like God's timing and not always try to control the narrative of your life. Like you have to get to a point in your life where you just trust. And I um, it was a defense mechanism that I developed in my marriage that the more that I could control, the less the less I could get hurt. Yep. And 
when you find a safe space in somebody who's like, well, you don't have to control this because I'm not here to hurt you or I'm not here to, you know, anything. It's such a freeing feeling to not have to control everything. And so um, I still talk to him every once in a while, but I believe that the purpose of him being in my life was to really show me that it's okay to let go and it's okay to trust the process and believe that no matter what people say about you or what their perception is of you, that as long as you stay and stand in your truth um, and you're patient, everything will fall where it's supposed to fall. And like I, I, I have a vision and I have a goal and how I get from here to there is really none of my business. I'm just along for the ride. And so I'm just, I've decided to kind of sit back and let the pieces fall where they may and hold on tight. I know it's so so funny. I've done a lot of that too. Like I was the same way. I was super like, things need to happen right now. And the more that I grow within myself, the more I'm like, I, I can't control all the factors. And so I'm just gonna keep trucking and I'm gonna live every day and do everything, you know, that I can to just keep moving forward. But ultimately, like, you know, what will happen will happen and and mm-hmm. it's not up to me. Absolutely. I read something <clears throat> a few months ago and it really resonated with me. And it said, take a look at the... F- Five, the top five people that you spend the most of your time with, you will be the sixth. And it hit me so hard because even though, I mean, everybody that's been part of my journey up up to today, I love dearly and I, I very much cherish relationships, but I had to really take a look at where I wanted to go and how, who, what was the future Kendra that I saw? Because what I was doing in those moments is not what future Kendra would do. And that's not how I was going to be able to get there. And so in that process, a lot of relationships have organically fallen away or at least kind of just dwindled a little bit. Not that I don't love these people that have been a part of my journey or anything. I just, I've got to a point where I really want to surround myself with people that are where I want to go. And um, they live their life the way that I want to live my life. And I've finally gotten to a point. I mean, since I was a little girl, I always knew I wanted more in life. I always knew. I mean, I used to say to my mom, Mom, I'm going to own a Bentley someday. (laughs) I was like 12 years old. And I... I don't even know where that came from. I don't even think I really knew what a Bentley was. I'm not joking, but I just... It's in a song somewhere. Yeah, probably, <laughs> right? But I just knew that that was the kind of lifestyle I wanted. And um, I'm at a point now where I will not own a Bentley someday. <laughs> I just want to be able to have the financial freedom to be able to know I could if I wanted to. Yeah. My priorities have very much changed over the last several years where... Um, Financial freedom to me is not about the biggest and the best and the flashy and anything. It is about, it's about freedom. It is about being able to someday pay it forward and give back to people the way that I have had people believe in me and give to me to make my dreams come true. And um, I want to be able to do for my daughter what my dad's been able to do for me. And um, 
my dad's been a very, very big financial support in any endeavor I've wanted to. And um, that was his love language at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like also emotional support in a lot of ways, right? Like you do call your parents and like are able to sort of bounce for sure. Um, Not so much my dad up in my mom. She has that woman. There are no words that I could ever say that would be able to say what that woman means to me. She's amazing. She is. had the privilege of meeting her. Yes. um, I, everywhere we go, it doesn't matter what group or what we're doing or what business, she's Mama Beth. She just, she is the, I really cannot put how amazing she is. But my dad, um, over the last six or seven months, through this whole transition of GLOW, Mm -hmm. um, our relationship has gone to a level that I didn't know if I would ever be able to experience it with my dad in this lifetime. Like, I really didn't know. And the fact that I'm here with him and our relationship has has blossomed into where it is today, um, I think looking back, I always, like, subconsciously seeked my dad's approval, and I never got it. I, um, I was always that rebel. I was always the one that... I just, you tell me to do something and I'm going to do the complete opposite. So you need to do the (laughs) reverse psychology on me, you know? And, but now it's like seeing how much our relationship has grown. um, I don't know. I'm at a really, really good place in my life. And I don't know. I mean, it is crazy because we met, I want to say right around that time, right? Like Mm -hmm. six or seven months ago. And it is it's wild to have met you then and even just in the short time to just see you. I don't want to be cheesy. This is not intentional, but like, like actually glow. Like you're just, I feel like you've not that you weren't great then you were, but you just like, there's almost this little bit of confidence to you and just, you seem happy and again, not that you've always been like a bright light and a happy person, but I think just like, like fulfilled Mm -hmm. more so in the last six months. And like you have this purpose and you're so driven and I feel like your head is so clear. Thank you. It's true though. It's taken me a long time to get here. I went through a very, very rough patch from um, like 4th of July of 2020 until um, August-ish of 2022 that – I wouldn't wish on anybody. I I mean, especially through the pandemic and all of that, you know, bars were closed down, everything was closed down. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, <laughs> go figure, I turned to alcohol and um, it was my crutch. And I realized that it was something that, <clears throat> it wasn't only just the people I was surrounding myself around, it was the fact that I didn't really want to deal with my divorce. And um, my divorce was final um, at the end of July of 2020, and I didn't want to deal with it. And I still was at a very um, unhealthy and wounded place in my life personally where all I wanted was validation and acceptance from anybody who would give it to me. I didn't have it within myself. Mm -hmm. And so the last year, I have worked so hard on loving and accepting myself right where I I was like whether I was right or wrong I had to start loving myself there and um 
It's been amazing to see that the more that I step out of caring what anybody really thinks of me, yeah. um, because what do they say? Whatever, What other people's opinion is of you is none of your business, yeah. right? <clears throat> I believe that more than anything now. Mm-hmm. And as long as I know that I'm doing everything from my heart and good intentions, how you perceive it, I cannot change your perception. And so I just have to keep moving forward. And the people that are supposed to be around me and supposed to be part of my next chapter are going to be there and it's going to fall into place. But it's been a lot of deep diving and being real with myself. My husband was not the only reason our marriage failed. Of course. I mean, I definitely had to turn the mirror towards me and be like, oh, dang, you really messed up there. Or... You know, so there's been a lot of apologies and a lot of um, just being honest with myself. And but it's all been worth it. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. Has it been fun or felt good? Nope. But (laughs) to get to this side where you finally see a light at the end of the tunnel and you know that everything you've gone through, good or bad, has led you to where you are. I just it's so worth it. Yeah, it almost feels like you you arrive. And again, like I've had a lot of those similar thoughts and um I a little bit different but went through a time where there were like some rumors and like random stuff and the best advice I ever got was just keep your head down and keep working because the more you try to defend yourself, the like crazier it's going to get. And Ultimately, like the other advice I got was to turn it around and go, well, when somebody tells you something crazy about somebody, how how much energy do you spend on it? Mm-hmm. And realizing for myself, like, oh, I think about it for two seconds and go, oh, that's nuts. And then I stop thinking about mm-hmm. it and I move on mm-hmm. because ultimately you're only the main character in your life. Yeah. And and not in anybody else's. Absolutely. So what you're doing doesn't or shouldn't matter that much to anyone mm-hmm. else. They should be championing you and supporting you. But ultimately, like, you have to look in the mirror at the end of the night and go, I like how I handle that situation. I like how I handled myself. And so I always feel like as long as I, like, feel clear on that with myself and feel good with me, I don't really care if somebody else has a different opinion. Absolutely. Because I, I trust and I like the way I handled it. Yes. I I used to be very defensive. I used to, um, when someone would have something to say about me or I would hear something, I'd be like, you know, I'd want to confront the situation. Mm -hmm. And um, through my own healing process, I have been able to come to the realization that we're all wounded. Yeah. We all have trauma. We all come from whatever situation that we might have come from. Someone might look at me and be like, oh my gosh, she's just, she's always gotten what she's wanted or she's spoiled or she's this or that. But you don't know what I've really gone through. And so when I hear something or when somebody has something to say, I've, I've realized now that the louder you are, the less I can trust you. Yep. <laughs> so if you're going to talk to me about somebody, I know damn well you're going to talk to somebody about me. Yep. And so I just have to be, I, I'm just more aware of um, the situations and the people that I surround myself with. And something my mom said to me years ago that I did not understand up until like the last year. And she said, when you do what's best for you, 
ultimately it's best for everyone else around you. And I never believed that because I came from a broken home. You know, my parents got divorced when I was nine years old. And as a child or even as 15 years old, I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? Like what you did for yourself is not what was best for us. But I look back now and I'm like, who would I have been if I stayed in Enumclaw my whole life? Who would I have been if my parents would have stayed together when there was like, it wasn't the best role model of what a relationship should look like, you know? And who would I, who would I have been if I wasn't the only child out of us four kids that went with my mom and got to experience a completely different life than the other three kids got to mm-hmm. experience? You know, my mom was wild and fun and... <laughs> and my best friend. And was there trauma that came along with that? Absolutely. Cause I, you know, I, I felt like I was forced to grow up really fast cause I chose to be her friend or she chose to be my friend instead of having a mother daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is to be loving and kind and genuine. And, and so it's just, it's all in how you look at things. It's, we all come from something, but it, you get to a point in your life where you cannot blame your childhood anymore. You can't blame yeah. your traumas. You have to take responsibility for who you are today and either change it or don't, but you'll have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. So I always say that no decision is the wrong decision, even if in the moment you're like, oh, if I had just done this other thing, but ultimately it put you on whatever the path is and you never know what the end result is Absolutely. like it could be it could not make sense for 15 years but ultimately you look up and go okay oh, well that's why, that's why yep, that happens exactly. right um when i had the stillbirth i remember being a little bit annoyed when people would be like well everything happens for a reason right because you're like shut up like i just lost a baby like what do you mean everything happens for a reason But I can honestly say, looking back now, I mean, I would never tell somebody losing a baby that everything happens for a reason. But I think what I would say is you will understand it at some point, right? And like, that's how I feel now. My my life took a whole path that it never would have taken if that hadn't happened. And so I can't regret what happened. I can't regret a decision I've made because... Ultimately, all the good stuff that happens comes from those same choices as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I I went through, um, not a stillbirth, um, but um, I've had four miscarriages and two ectopic pregnancies. And the last ectopic pregnancy actually almost took my life. And my daughter was um, like a year and a half old when that happened. And so it puts everything in perspective. I mean, as heartbreaking as it is, um, it's... I look back now and truthfully, I couldn't imagine being a single mom to more than one child. Like, again, there was a period of time that I literally relied on my village to help me raise my child because I I wasn't being the best mom I could be. And I couldn't imagine having more than one. And so... um, my daughter still to this day, she's 12 years old. And she's like, mom, do you think you'll ever have another baby? <laughs> I'm like, Kaya, I have to like find a relationship first for that to happen. <laughs> so um, chances are slim, you know, I'm going to be the big 4-0 this year. Um, but I, I also think too, like, especially with where I'm trying to take glow, I'm like, I couldn't imagine having another yeah. baby. So I'm like, let's just get you a dog. So we added yeah. Oakley to our family a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And um 
and I love her. I like couldn't even imagine my life without her. Now I didn't ever think I'd be a dog mom again, but it's just, you just never know what happens. And where I'm at in life, I really feel like life is just a game. If you truly sit back and ride that wave and just fall into it, it can be the most beautiful, exciting, adventurous thing ever. Yeah. And it's just where I'm at. Well, there's just like peaks and valleys. And I think as soon as you realize that even in the valley, it's the peak is coming. Absolutely. Right? Like it, it may take a little longer this time or whatever, but yeah. it will come back around. Yeah. Um, and how you handle yourself in those times obviously sure. has an effect on it. But it it is like if, as, if you can succumb to there are going to be highs and lows. And if I can just ride out the lows, but like truly ride the highs, right? then it, it's all going to be good. Yeah. It's in the valleys and the lows is where the growth happens. Yeah. It's where the breakthroughs happen. It's where you can release all of the shit that's held you back for so long that you probably aren't even aware of was holding you back. Yeah. Um, and you know, when when you're in it, it's it's dirty and it's gross and you wonder like, why? Like, why do I have to go through this? But when you get to that peak, you get to look back down and just be like, oh, hell yeah, I yeah. made it. Well, and I, I get it. it. Yeah, and I get it, yeah. And it shines a light on, on the problematic relationships, right? Like in those low times, like anybody can be your friend when things are great. Absolutely anybody can support you when things are awesome and be standing next to you but it's like who are the people that are there with you when you're at your low and maybe when you're not your nicest most giving loving <laughs> self like right. who are those people and it allows you to re reevaluate those relationships and and put more energy into those that do fuel you in the best way so in those valleys it's like you strip away all of the stuff that's maybe even put you there absolutely yeah. And, and it's there to teach you a lesson and go, well, if you can reevaluate and you can choose the people that are the best for you, right, or the best to you and and worth having around, then you'll start chugging your way back up that that hill. And so much faster. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, on what you were just saying, I think that um, especially in that time between 2020 and 2022, I was at one of my lowest points in my entire life. And because I was surrounded by so many people that didn't necessarily encourage me to get out of it, they just kind of stayed stuck in that area with me. I didn't have a reason to get out. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and I was telling him, I said, I remember up until, you know, a several months ago, even if my daughter went to her dad's for like two and a half, three hours on a Monday or Wednesday, I had to go find something to do, whether it was go to a girlfriend's house and have some wine or whether it was, you know, go meet somebody for dinner or whatever it might be. I couldn't even be alone. Yeah. And now I cherish that time so much where you're at peace with yourself yes and I I you know looking back even a year ago I was like how am I ever going to get there where I'm okay being at the house by myself now or whatever and now I'm literally like he asked me he's like what do you got planned for the weekend and I was like nothing <laughs> yeah. I have nothing planned I am going to do whatever I want to do I am gonna go if I want to go say no if I want to say no like it's such a liberating peaceful place to be 
when you can just not even just be with yourself, but you crave to be with yourself. You crave your downtime and your alone time. And I love my daughter. Oh my gosh, I cherish our time together so much. But those weekends that she goes with her dad, it's it's almost like I get to refuel myself yeah. instead of I used to just drown it away. And now I don't do that. I just, I get to like replenish myself and do what's best for me and it's just it's 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 a really good place. I also yeah. am enjoying the calm before the storm. Yeah, I know when you this next glow goes, yeah. I am. Whoo! I'm not. I'm not gonna have much time, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you should be. Yeah, yeah. I love a I, good challenge. I, I know you do. But <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? It's and, and this is where you and my personalities are so similar. That like can't be quiet for too long, mm -mm. and I'm this like I'm a major introvert. So in that way, I, I think I'm different than you because you are so outgoing <laughs> and all of that. But um, I need that time to myself too. Like yeah. I I do crave the time with myself as well, and I think that is where a lot of the healing happens too. Because oh. yes, in conversations with girlfriends or a therapist or whatever, I think you spark ideas, but then that that closing of that circle of of the concept of like what you're trying to heal happens when you're with yourself absolutely and in silence and like learning to just sit with it and be okay with it and be patient with those thoughts feelings emotions whatever and i was the same way when my kids were gone for you know they'd go two days at a time and i would just walk around like What's my purpose? I want to clean up the yeah. house, but also like these fingerprints, like I don't want them to be gone yeah. for the next two days, right? Um, and I would, I'd do the same thing. I would fill my days with work. I would, you know, go meet friends, try to do anything and everything to stay busy. Same, same thing. But now I do, I try to, I try really hard and it, it is hard, but I try really hard to take at least half a day on every Sunday when they're gone and just be be, mm -hmm. exist, yep. don't have to do anything for anybody. And it's since I started doing that, I'm like, well, I'm showing up for my kids way better when they come back a couple, like, you know, the two days later, because I've, I'm You're not burnt out. Yeah, yeah. I had the opportunity to just be myself. Absolutely. I touching on the, on what you said about me being an extrovert. Um, the more that I am, falling into whatever phase this is I'm going to be going through. Um, I realized that who I was and how I presented myself was a facade. I, um, I was loud and I was crazy and I was fun. And I was because I wasn't ready not only for anybody else to see who I really was, but I wasn't ready to see who I really was. And um, deep down, like I am a nurturer. I am, there is nothing more that I, I want to be somebody's wife again. I find that I am the best version of myself mm -hmm. is having a partner and um, being able to share those trials and tribulations with somebody and being able to just sit down and talk about your day and let's navigate through what your problem is or my problem is. Um, I really enjoy that. And so, um, not that I'm still not wild and crazy. I will, that will always be part of me. I was going to say, I will <laughs> always, a good time. <laughs> I will always have that wild and crazy side to me, but I, 
I just, I, I very much look forward to that time where I find my person, like where I'm like, okay, this is what marriage is supposed to be like. This is what I've been searching for forever. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Justin. He served a huge part of my life. Um, I just believe, I, I don't know if I've ever really been in love before because love doesn't hurt. You know, love yeah. doesn't, doesn't treat each other the way that we would treat each other. And, and so to be able to someday know that I will find that person, the more that I heal myself and the more that I grow and the more that I know I'm becoming the person I would want to find, I'm so excited for that time when I do find him because, I mean, life's just going to get that much more beautiful when you have someone that truly supports you and is gentle and your safe place and a leader. And so I'm... That's true. You actually changed my perspective on that. I don't think that I want to get married again. Um, and I do know that I want to find a relationship again because it's really – I crave that same. I said, um, I think in my conversation with um, my best friend, Brittany, who was on a couple episodes ago, um, I was like, I just – I want to live my life alongside somebody. I want somebody to have that exchange with um, – but I said to you, I don't, I don't want to be one step behind a man. Like, I hate that. Mm -hmm. And you changed my perspective on that because you were like, the thing is, you're not one step behind a man. But when you feel safe to let them just lead and like take on some of the burden that you've been carrying by yourself that you shouldn't have to. So that was eye opening for me where I was like, oh. I guess that's true. Like it, it doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Like there is a person out there who takes the burden on and, and, and shows up and like, this is all his responsibility too. And it's mm -hmm. okay to like pass the torch on some things because that person can catch you. So Absolutely. I think that's something that you've taught me is, oh. Yeah. Well, thank I, you. I, I don't know that I'll ever be like my king, but. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I remember saying that to you in the truck. I remember just saying that, you know, behind, behind every successful man, I believe is even a more successful woman. And I don't mean monetary. Yeah. I don't mean that in a monetary way. I just mean when a man can provide a safe space for a woman to be vulnerable on every level and he truly f makes her feel you're safe mm -hmm. what a woman will naturally fall into is the most nurturing supportive just being that you'll ever experience in your life like you i believe that as your woman a man should Feel that with her that he's never felt with anybody else. Of course, your mother's role was to raise you and feed you and make sure you're clothed and whatever. But what comes from a woman who truly feels safe enough to fall into her femininity and be what I believe was always meant to be, what you two could create together is unstoppable. Yeah. Now, saying that, I don't ever want to be an at-home wife. I don't yeah. ever want to be the one that cooks and cleans it. No, like we will have a house cleaner <laughs> if we can afford it. I, let someone come in and cook for us. But I still want to cook because that is one of my love languages. <laughs> but I just want to be your safe space emotionally yeah. because that's what I'm good at. 
don't ever think I'm not going to build businesses. Don't ever think yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, and I think that's where you corrected me. You're yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to be a step behind a man. No. But I want to be made to feel safe so that I can come forward in my best way, whatever that way Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And know that, like, I maybe it is. Like, I can have ideas he can help execute. Or he can have ideas I can help yep. execute. Or whatever that is. Like, you don't have to change who you are. No. But in your most raw and vulnerable state with somebody if they're right there with you you I mean it's unstoppable absolutely what you can create yeah I I was raised in a family of entrepreneurs I mean both my parents were entrepreneurs and that's all I know and so I started working at nine years old in my parents mobile espresso van and that's it's it that's all I knew I did take that path of working for somebody else a couple times in my life and realized really quickly that's not for me um what comes along with being an entrepreneur is 24 7 yeah that's all I really have to say it never stops but when well, you that's what people don't understand oh. who, don't, who don't run their own businesses, oh, right it yeah. seems like it's easier but yeah. it's you're working no. a million times it's more. Sometimes I really wish, like, gosh, I wish I would have went down the other path. Yeah. Like, where I could go home, I could <laughs> like clock out and just five, be done. See yes. on Monday. Yes, <laughs> but the life I genuinely want for me and my daughter and whoever comes into the picture at some point is so much bigger than building somebody else's dream. Yeah. I... Um, there's just things in life. Like I told my mom the other day, I want to be able to wake up on a Friday morning that I know Kaya's going to her dad's for the weekend and I just go, I just want to get on a plane and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I just get on the plane and I go and I'm back by Sunday. Like I want to be able to do that. Again, it has nothing to do with not, not wanting or wanting certain things. I just want the freedom. And yeah. that's just, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. I have around certain people in my life, I have made myself so small. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't ever really want to be who I truly, truly was because I didn't want the judgment. I didn't want them to be like, who are you? You're just Kendra from Enumclaw. Okay, well, then let me be Kendra from Enumclaw. Like, I don't have to be like the rest of you, you know? I can yeah. be something different. And yeah. I'm finally just not, I'm not going to apologize for you what should. I want out of life and what I do or don't want or people whatever. do try to put you in a box of like well you're you're different like that's weird like why don't you want what everybody like mm -hmm. what we're all doing or why you know because I'm I'm a lot like you in that sense of like just I want to build things it's not it's not about money it's not but I want to look around me and go I, I built did that, that. yes <laughs> yes absolutely and not everybody needs to feel that way and we need the workhorses like our dreams wouldn't be what they are without the people that we employ to help us do yep. what we're doing, yep. right? And like, they're a vital part. And like, I'm choosing to hire people that round me out in ways that I I don't know. That or help I'm, execute your vision. Because like, if I know everything, like, you know, it's, yep. it, first of all, it's not possible, but also like those people need to be more well-versed than me in certain categories Absolutely. of the business. Right. But like without those people, like we would Who be are you? nothing. Yep. My dad, it's something my dad has said and really drilled into all four of us kids head. Um, since we were little, you're only as good as your employees. And if you take care of them, they will take care of you. Yeah. And I, I cannot say enough around that. Um, 
I am not the best at dealing with employees. I'm not. I am not great at my deliverance. I am not great at separating business and personal. I want to be everybody's friend. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what's going on with you. I want to hear what's going on with you. Like I want to, and it's very hard for me to separate those two things. And so I'm, I feel like I'm getting myself finally, you know, four and a half years later, to a point where I'm not that person in the in that yeah. position anymore. Well, it almost has to burn you just a couple times oh. to be like, okay, okay like I, I really, really can't can't be stop here. doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I've I I don't. It, that's just not where I shine. It's not where I'm good at. And I like you know I was talking to my manager yesterday, and we were having a discussion that you know there's certain things that he can do that he's really really good at, and there's certain things that he does right now, but he doesn't really necessarily want to. And I'm like. Okay, then who can we delegate that to? Yeah. You know, it's not about owning a business is not about you being in there and doing every single thing that you expect everybody else to do. It's going in there. I believe a great leader delegates things to people when it's their strong point. Yeah. And being humble enough to say, I'm not good at that. And instead of me taking the time to learn to be good at that, let me hone in on the skills and 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 totally. become pretty, you know, perfect at what I am good at. You well, know, there's that um, quote that I love, and it's about children, but can be applied to anything. And it's like, if your kid is a C student at math, but an A student at, I don't know, art. Yeah. Hire an art tutor, not the math tutor. Yeah. Right. Push them with the thing that they're already good at to become great instead of pushing the thing that they're just going to be dragging their feet through anyway. And I just got chills all over my body. I've never heard that. <laughs> right? And it, it's so, wow. It's powerful. Yeah. Yep. And it applies to business. And and I read it in the sense, and, and when I was kind of reading into it, it was, I was look, thinking about my kids and empowering them and how do I create these humans that are passionate and, and just can follow their dream and do the thing that they're good yeah. at. That quote really, it was very empowering, like for a parent to be like, okay, like, yes, I I should be pushing the thing that they're good at, not forcing them. And now, obviously, you can't let them fail. For sure. But at the end of the day, like, yes, you need a baseline level of, of math, but like ultimately what it's telling you is allow them to follow their passion yeah. because it'll be something great and same in a business. <clears throat> allow your employees to show you where they shine. Absolutely. I feel like so much as parents, you're just, you're taught to parent your kids and make them do what they, what you say and what you feel they should do. Yeah. I don't believe that there, and I think it's getting more, but I don't feel like there is enough space, even in a mother and a father and a child's relationship, where parents give the space to the children. Children will show you at a very, very young age what they're truly passionate about. You hear all these kids that are in their junior, senior year, and they're like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to college to continue my education. If we were to hold space for our children from a very young age and watch what it is that they naturally gravitate to, yeah. you're never going to have to ask them what they want to do because yep. they're going to know by the time they're 10 years old. Yeah. And if you allow that growth to happen within them, guide them, obviously, but allow them to come into their own without you trying to tell them what you think they should be or living their your or living your life vicariously through them. Yeah. The world would change. Completely. <laughs> like, well, anybody that I know whose parent is like 
an attorney and they like force their kid down that path or I'm a doctor, you have to be a doctor or I do this, so you have to do this. That kid is miserable uh-huh. and they never live up to the standard of the parent because chances are the parent found that job because they were actually passionate mm-hmm. about it. And when you force your kid down a path that they're not actually passionate about, you're screwing mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. And then what happens? They start. They get older and they're sick all the time, or they develop chronic disease or yeah. chronic illness, or they Mental whatever. Illness, Absolutely, all of, yeah. it's all. And us as parents, we don't want to admit that we did that to our child, and it's not any blame. It's just being able to step out of your own way for a little bit and be like, I could have done it different. Yeah, you know, I um, I always say my daughter got her dad's workout ethics. I hate working out. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but my daughter. Do- work out with me. It's really fun. Oh my God. <laughs> I, now, I haven't given it enough time to. I'd probably really love it because I definitely have a personality that when I dive into something I love, I give it my all. Um, but she's gotten that from a very, very young age. That little girl from the time she could walk was doing Zumba or exercising or out with her dad when he was in his training camps and running 50 miles a day and doing whatever he's doing. She was right alongside with him. Mm -hmm. I was like, thank God she got that part of her dad. Well, I think they say that the dad being conscious or into working out is, I don't remember what the percentages are, but it's something like the the dad imparts like 5% of that on the kid and the mom is like 3%. But think about it. Like if if both of you are really health conscious in that way and and because it's not about how you look, right? It's about how you feel and what you're able to do. Think about you're almost at 10% more likely that your child will find that path of Mm -hmm. living a healthy lifestyle like that. So it's, it's so important. But I think in what I read, it was the man that was more important. Like if they see their dad live a healthy lifestyle, then they are very likely to do it as well. Yeah. I mean, like I look back at Kai and Kai, I mean, her dream, she says, I want to own a gym. And if you were to look back at the last 11 years of her life, 12 years of her life, that's, it's not a joke. Like that little girl will own a gym and she is, she's passionate about it. And her mom is going to help her do it. Yeah. (laughs) I will help her do it. I will help her. And that's just, it's just, I don't know. I just, I look at things so differently now. And, um, you know, that was something my mom did. My mom, um, people might look at it and be like, you were crazy. We cannot believe your mom let you do that. But my mom, whether it was intentional or not, she definitely held space for me to come into my own. Mm -hmm. She never tried to steer me in one way or another and maybe was a little too lax on me. But again, I tell her all the time, stop it. Stop beating yourself up because I wouldn't be where I am today if it was not for you. Yeah. So I just... um, you know, I didn't graduate high school. I have a ninth grade education. I dropped out of school a month before my end of my 10th grade year. And, but where am I? I went and got my GED, put mm-hmm. myself through Jean Juarez and became a cosmetologist that supported my family for years. And then I was like, eh, over that, let's go be a real estate agent. Did that, made a great living, freaking killed it the first year I was in real estate. And then, you know, glow happened. And I you can't well, teach this there, in There's school, no replacement you know? for grit. Yeah. Like you can have all the book smarts in the world. Yep. Um, but if you don't have grit, 
You don't have anything. No, you don't. My mom used to say about me. You can't me, teach my personality. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> my mom used to say about me, she's like, that girl has common sense and she's going to figure it out. Yep. And and so I look at my kids and sometimes I'm like, okay, we need to like, how do we like up the common sense? Right, right. right. Things, but that's what I try to teach, right? Like I, my son has a teacher right now and we actually had back to school like, night last night. And one of the parents was like, you know, they had homework in first grade. Why are you not sending homework this year? So, And I'm looking at her going, they're in second grade. And this teacher, she earned so much of my respect. She goes, your children are here eight hours a day. When they go home, yeah, work with them on their reading, work with them on their like math, you know, knowing how to do addition and subtraction and like making that quick, right? But at the end of the day, she's like, they need to play and they need to exist without these boundaries and rules and all the things. They should be home. They should be at home and they should be with you. And ultimately they have eight hours with the teacher and then they have like three, four hours before they go to bed once they're home. Mm -hmm. Like I I looked at the teacher and I was like, thank you. Yeah. Because I don't want to spend my time with them at home doing more of what they just did in school. I live on a farm. Yeah. I want you to learn how to drive the tractor. All three of my kids already know how to drive when when they're sitting on my lap. They yeah. don't do the oh, pedals, sure, but like sure. they can all drive, right? Yep. They're seven, four, and two and a half. Mm-hmm. Like those are the life skills. Like they watch their mom hook up her truck and trailer. They, you know, watch me, I don't know, refill all the fluids and do all the things. Mm-hmm. And I drive my tractor and brush hog the field and I take care of the animals and I'm bucking bales of hay and doing whatever. Like those are the life skills that they're not going to learn at school. Absolutely not. So at the end of the day, I want those three, four hours after school to do real to teach things. them absolutely and that's the difference I mean I grew up on a, a a farm my dad had acreage and we had four-wheelers and a trampoline and animals and bailed hay, or did the whole hay baling thing and made soup out of grass and yeah. mud pies and you know my mom's like where is my pot we got it like yeah. we <laughs> lived the life yeah and it's I mean I'm um there's a part of me that's a little bit sad not being able to provide that lifestyle for Kaya um, just because, you know, situations change. I never thought that I would totally. ever have gotten divorced. I, you know, it's going to be Kendra and Justin forever. Like, but, but things happen and things yeah. change. And so we just have to adapt. But for you to be able to provide that lifestyle for your kids coming from one that was raised that way, it was the most it's an amazing childhood. thing you could not tell me I had a bad childhood. I yeah. don't care what you say. There's nothing you could say. Were there misfortunes and were there things that like I wish would have been different? Probably. But you can't take away the time I spent outside and digging up the potatoes and the carrots out of the yeah. garden and all the raspberries and blueberries and nuts. And it just yeah. you, it just was amazing. There's like, something to be said for... Actually, I I did another podcast that's not out yet, but um, I was telling him I was like, you know, my kids have blue faces from gorging themselves on the on the um, blackberries, but, yeah, and they run to our little garden and and pick the tomatoes and whatever, and it yeah. just like they're happy. That's true happiness. I saw something that really kind of made me think and made me really grateful for the childhood I'm able to give my kids. It was from these people that do grounding. Have you heard of this? Where yeah, you, like, where you, walk your, you walk outside. barefoot outside. You walk barefoot outside, right? And so it was this, it was just this like 
commercial, I guess, almost like in support of grounding. Mm -hmm. But what they said was your children wake up on a bed that hasn't touched the ground, earth, whatever, like on this mattress, right? They get up, they put their shoes on, they go inside a classroom. They're there all day. They play recess within fences on blacktop. And then they go inside and they play video games or they watch TV or they do whatever. And then they go to bed. And no part of their body has touched the earth the earth mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids for days at a time. And I am so thankful to be able to sit literally the next day because we go outside every day. But I took my kids outside and I'm just like sitting in the dirt pile with them, like building like little whatever. And I'm like, sounds so dumb, but like crumbling the dirt between my hands and just so thankful. Like these kids get to live a life where this is what they do. Absolutely. And they're going to be happy because of it. No matter what happens like this. Electronics have definitely taken over, especially from my generation to our kids' generation. And it's, it's really sad to see. You're seeing anger issues and mental illness and kids that don't want to go outside. Yeah. Like they're literally living these killing scenarios or whatever it is they're playing. It's not real life. Like well, and it robs them of an imagination, right? They're look it's it's like the real life version of when you read a book and you imagine it a certain way mm-hmm. and then they make a movie and you're, and you're like, like, what the you hell? Just <laughs> you just ruined it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're playing this whatever and it's somebody else's imagination and they're not getting the reverse of like doing that themselves and creating and whatever. Absolutely. My kids are. But. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's something with Kaya I'm very thankful for. She's never been into social media. I mean, she's going to be 13 years old. That's and awesome. she's never been into social media or really electronics. I mean, she might watch a show here and there on her iPad, but... Her and I, um, you know, some people might be like, oh, all you do is play games at your mom's house. We have fun. Yeah. She doesn't have to stick her nose in a book the whole time she's with me. Now, is it okay to have her do that every once in a while? Yes, absolutely. But I'm not going to be there with a ruler or whatever, a yardstick. Just (laughs) come on. I'm not going to be her warden. You know, if I know she enjoys that time with me, if I know that, you know, my daughter has not asked to like, mom, can I cuddle you in a long time? I don't know if she ever will again. And so up until oh, I know, my heart up because in, mine's still cuddled. Don't see, say that. I know, <laughs> but there comes a point in life. And you know, my ex-husband would be like, all you do is like cuddle with her and watch TV. And I said, Jess and I am going to soak up every bit of her asking me to cuddle that I can because there is going to become a time it's going to make me cry she is going to ask mom can I cuddle you and it's going to be the last time she's ever asked me yeah and I'll never cuddle my baby again you know what I mean like I don't go cuddle my mom anymore oh my god I don't either I know but they're saying that I'm serious so (laughs) yeah I just there's so many more things that are more important than I'm going to even take a lot of this blame that I thought was important in life. There is a lifestyle I want to provide my child where, Kai, let's go to Disneyland. Or you know what? Her birthday's Christmas Eve. I want to start. She doesn't ever ask for anything. She wants nothing. That girl is the most minimalist person you'll ever meet in your life. 
all she wants is time. Yeah. And I want to get to a point, especially after this next location is built out, I want to be like, all right, every December, wherever you want to go, let's go. Yeah. Let's go make a memory. over material Absolutely. Things. And I was, again, was one of my responses, but I always thought that I had to have a certain handbag or drive a certain car or look a certain way. I still very much enjoy those things, but it is not who makes me who I am. Yeah. And it's, I just. And it's okay to love that stuff, right? But I think having that check in with yourself, like if that all goes away. Who are you? Who are you? Mm -hmm. And you're still good with yourself. Great. Yep. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, material things are no longer of importance to me. I still enjoy a really great quality handbag or shoes or whatever. But again, like if it were all gone, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I drive, I've driven super nice cars, but now I own a truck and like, it's a really nice truck. Yeah, it is. But I love my truck. I still love watching you bop out of it and bop back in. I'm like, (laughs) I just love her. Like she's just, Uh, yeah, uh, people don't expect it. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and it's the best thing you can do is to encourage your children to just enjoy the experiences over any material thing. What I want to do and what my purpose in life as a mother, in my opinion, is to show Kaya how to be a very independent woman that has space and room to let in the right man when it's time. I want to show her... um, You know, I very much was, I took pride in being independent when I was married. I was independent. I was, um, you know, I I made very, very good money and brought in big chunks of money at a time, my whole entire relationship with my ex. And um, I, I was, but I controlled everything. Everything fell on my shoulders from what a man should take care of in a marriage and a woman should take care of. And I was on autopilot. In 2017, I got burnt out. I I did. Did you get actually diagnosed? I wasn't diagnosed with anything. Um, They did try to put me on some medication just because I literally had a mental breakdown. And I didn't know what was going on with me. I thought I was literally going insane. Um, And I... I stayed out of my home. I practically lived with my mom and my stepdad for three or four months because I couldn't function. I could not wife. I couldn't mom. I couldn't, I could barely take care of myself. Yeah. Your body shuts down because it's been on overdrive for so long. Yeah. And, um, I, I feel like with mine, there was a lot more that led into that. Um, I didn't realize that I was constantly living in fight or flight just based off of some personal things that I went through. And I I didn't realize that it was my normal, but I got to the point where, I mean, thank God for um, the industries that I was in at the time that allowed me to take several months off of being a human. (laughs) And I was able to financially still stay afloat and do whatever, but I, I had a mental breakdown. And I realized that I was doing everything. And again, if you were to sit down and my ex be right next to me, he would disagree. But it was everything fell on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And um, I still had to put a smile on my face every day. I had a a business I was working on opening and 
every bit of the opening process of that business fell on me. So I'm trying to navigate my real estate and still doing hair. I'm trying to be a mom and a, and a wife and I'm trying to open this new business. And I, I broke. And um, I just, what I realize now is I've, it is my job to teach my daughter and pray a hedge of angels over her that that never happens to her because I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah. But what it did was make me stronger. I um, There was one therapy session that I had and, the, and my therapist said, it's like you have all these sticky notes on you. <laughs> and everyone's, you know, it starts with you're a boy or a girl. There's a label. They're in your name. Then you're this, whatever. And uh, throughout your whole life, everyone's judging you or telling you how you should be. Or, and so you have all these sticky notes. And when you go through what I went through, it shook me to my core. And all those sticky notes fell off of me, right? It was like I had an earthquake within myself. And all the sticky notes fell. When I started gaining my strength back mentally. Mm -hmm. I was able to go through all of those sticky notes and put the ones back on me that I wanted. I love that. It was it was a very, very pivotal moment of my life because I went, I wanna be Kendra. Yeah. I wanna be this, I wanna be that. And I got to start putting them on me. And some of them I picked back up and put on me and I realized that's not who I wanted. So I just threw them down in the pile again. But I got to rebuild myself. Yeah. And that's a really powerful place to God, be. I love that so much. Yeah. So it. Well, and what's cool <clears throat> about it too and the reference to it being sticky notes is that even if you pick them up and like try them on and you're like, no, that doesn't feel right. Like, it's okay to put it back down Absolutely. and go, no, thank you. Absolutely. And try something else on for size. Like, yeah. you get to do that. You get to reinvent yourself. I know that, like, a lot of times people, like, go and, like, quote, unquote, reinvent themselves. And people kind of come back or they come back and people are kind of judgmental about it. Like, yeah. like who, who does she, she think she, she is? <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. ultimately, like. You're allowed to be whoever you want to be as long as you're authentically you. Absolutely. And if you, if that is who you are and you want to be, then go for it. Well, Don't let anybody tell absolutely. you no. I guarantee you, even myself, four months ago, five months ago, I didn't even know who I really wanted to be. I am constantly fucking up and I am constantly doing right and I get to make a decision after each fuck up and each right doing who I really want to be or not. I'm human. Yeah. I am not perfect. I'm not ever going to be perfect. But what I get to do and where I'm at in my life is I am not going to be anything you say I should be because that's who you think I should be. Now, if your suggestion resonates with me and that feels good to me, Hell yeah, I'll take your advice. Yeah. But I'm not ever going to be somebody that I'm not because I'm trying to make you happy. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I'm, I am, love me or hate me. Well, <laughs> this I is, love This you. is what you get. I love you too. <laughs> oh, it's just been, I don't know, it's so good. So good. It is so good. You're so awesome. And Thank I know it's you. been such a journey. And I think that's really, I truly, like, I'm telling you, I have seen that change from when I met you in that room the first day to sitting here in front of me. Like, 
just a complete transformation. And you were amazing then. Thank you. But it's like you didn't know you were amazing then. Mm -mm. And now you're sitting in front of me and like, I love that you're like, you know, I, I still fuck up and all the things. But it, one of the things I say to my son is when he messes up, my oldest, because he's, you know, he's the one that's doing the most trying things on for size. For sure. I think, um, is that I'm like, it's okay to mess up. But when you say sorry, you have to make a commitment to yourself that sorry means that you're not going to do that again. Mm -hmm. You might mess something else up but at least learn from this thing. Mm -hmm. And so sorry is like, this is my marker. Like I've, I've done this. It didn't work out. I didn't like it and I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're all going to keep fucking up. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, like taking inventory and going, okay, that wasn't good. I'm not going to do that one again. Mm -hmm. And you try something else and like, maybe it's good. And then you try something else and fuck up again. Yeah. Like, but as long as you're making that change and that's how you transform and grow and ultimately grow that self-confidence, like every time you do have a win or feel good about yourself or whatever. Absolutely. I believe that every promise that you keep to yourself, it just builds your confidence that much more. You know, you're not going to get your confidence from anybody else. You, There is not a man in this world that could tell you how beautiful you are, how amazing you are. If you do not feel it in yourself, you are never going to believe them. You're going to always, man or woman, you're going to keep trying to chase that, the next shiny thing or the next compliment or the next feel good. Yeah. And if you, if you truly can never heal or do anything different that you might even know you don't want to be, yeah. you will not ever be able to not be that person if you do not find your self-love and your self-confidence ever. You just, it, it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So... It's so true. I know. Well, my friend, I'm so, so happy that you came and talked to me. Yes. I think everybody is going to have so much to take away from this conversation. You are an inspiration to me. And I Thank cannot you. wait to keep supporting and seeing all the things that you're doing because you're I so amazing. I appreciate it. I just want everybody, you know, keep the lookout for some really big news coming with where our, some people know where our next location is. But, um, I, you know, I got a sign on the dotted line. So I'm excited for that. And I will put uh, Kendra's um, social media, her glow social media in the show sure. notes so for that everybody sure. can come find her. Yay. She's amazing. And Thank everybody you. deserves a little bit of Kendra. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it. You're the best. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Mother of Monarch podcast. I always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So if you have any comments or know who you want to hear next, send me a message at motherofmonarch at outlook.com or Instagram at motherofmonarch. I always love to hear from you. I'm sending you strength and positivity for your week ahead. Catch you next time.